This is episode number 173 of the Middle Country Public Library podcast. Hello and welcome. I'm Sal DiVincenzo, joined as usual by my fabulous colleagues, Sarah Fate. Hi. Nicole Rambo. Hello. How are you? Good. Can you believe it's June? I mean, this is kind of mm, ridiculous nope. now. No. Now we're now we're pushing it a little Crazy. bit. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, uh, before you know it, we're going to be getting the pumpkins out, no. the pumpkin spice oh, lattes. Don't <laughs> I want to enjoy the summer. Yes, no, we we will enjoy the summer. Yeah. I, I, hopefully. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, with June comes uh, Pride Month. Yes. Mm-hmm. Today, you ladies are going to talk about some things relating to that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Who wants to go first? Um, I'll go first. Okay, Sarah. So, um, I have found a few things here. In case people didn't know the history of Pride Month, uh, as to why we are celebrating this in June, is because on June 28th in 1969, um, the Stonewall Inn riots occurred. So, I don't know if you guys have heard of that. Okay. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that the date was that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, uh, Stonewall Inn is a gay club uh, in Greenwich Village, and uh, in the 60s, there were a lot of uh, raids and harassment by the police on the LGBT community. And um, it was at this time that sort of it hit like a breaking point. Mm-hmm. So there were uh, six days of protests and clashes and um, sort of protesting the treatment that they were receiving. Uh, these people were receiving, you know, that they couldn't, they were afraid to go out and be who, you know, be true to themselves. So Pride Month is largely credited as being started by bisexual activist Brenda Howard, known mm. as the mother of Pride, uh, a year after the Stonewall riots. So she also organized Gay Pride Week and the Christopher Street Liberation Day Parade, which became the New York City Pride March. Um, where parades and marches across the world evolved. Uh, Harvey Milk, um, who is famous for being a politician in California, mm-hmm. he asked a uh, talented designer friend, Gilbert Baker, to design an all-encompassing symbol to take on San Francisco's Pride March in 1978. And that's how the rainbow flag came to oh, be. Nice. Yeah. Also, Bill Clinton was the first U.S. president to officially recognize Pride Month in 1999 and 2000. And then from 2009 to 2016, Barack Obama declared June LGBT Pride Month. That is a little bit of history about that. I know people knew. I had no idea. Yeah. And then these are just some facts and figures from stonewall.org about um, LGBT facts and figures. So um, just a little bit of eye-opening statistics. Uh, Half of LGBT people, uh, 52%, said they've experienced depression. Two in five LGBT students have hidden their identity at university for fear of discrimination. 72 countries criminalize same-sex relationships. That's a lot. The death penalty is either allowed or evidence of existence occurs in eight countries for being LGBT. In more than half the world, LGBT people may not be protected from discrimination by workplace law. And between 2008 and 2014, there were 1,612 trans people were murdered across 62 countries. And that is equivalent to a killing every two days. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot to be done Mm -hmm. for the LGBT rights. A lot of people that who are not LGBT don't really, uh, you know, rally for LGBT rights as much as they do for other, um, let's say, minorities. But they should because, uh, you know, it's, it's woefully behind as far as rights go. 
So these are 10 things that allies can do to sort of be an ally for the LGBT community. So one is listen, uh, and that seems easy, but it's not. So listen to what marginalized people are saying face-to-face or on social media. Uh, educate yourself. So be, able, be try to be a little open-minded. Get involved, so join local groups, working for social justice. And this is something as simple as just getting email blasts. Mm-hmm. Intervene, and I feel like this is, you know, these are sort of, these following three are really important. So intervene when someone you see is being targeted physically or verbally, try to intervene uh, with their permission. So, you know, try to be there for them. Don't just watch and record it. Mm-hmm. You know, try to step in. Speak up when a friend or family member, coworker, or stranger says something hateful or ignorant. Call them out on it. Uh, silence allows oppression to continue. Four, when someone from a marginalized community invites you to an event, go. You know? Mm-hmm. So be there to listen, learn, and show your support. Uh, welcome discomfort. So sometimes, you know, people get a little uncomfortable experiencing new things. Um, So, you know, just be open to that and then grow from it. Learn from your mistakes. When someone calls you out, don't get defensive. Listen and apologize and try to change your behavior going forward. Mm -hmm. Stay engaged. So even when it gets difficult, you still want to, you know, do all these things. Mm -hmm. So oppression is constant and marginalized people do not have the privilege of turning it off. And the other thing is donate. And it's not just about money. It's about your time, you know, so. Um, And then, so if you, you know, on the adult side, if you want to see what we have here to offer, um, we do have some books in their nonfiction area. And the call number for for these, um, the subject is 306.76. So one book we have is you can tell just by looking, 20 other myths about LGBT life and people. Raising My Rainbow, Adventures in Raising a Fabulous Gender Creative Son, in case you have children or any family members, you know, in the LGBT community. And um, that's by Lori Duran. This is on library, and I'm sure Nicole will talk more about this because this is probably more about parents. Mm. But this is is a book for parents of gay kids, a question and answer guide to everyday life, which is available on library. But, you know, Nicole will touch base more on that. Uh, We have The Stonewall Reader. Call number is 323, um, and that's by the New York Public Library, and it's about the history of Stonewall. Um, Family Pride, what LGBT families should know about navigating homeschool and safety in their neighborhoods. Mm. So, you know, it's it's sad that we have to have that kind of literature in our collection, but, you know, we do, and it's there for anyone who wants to read it. And um, if you're just looking to watch some movies, we do have a Pride binge box Mm. um, in our collection of DVDs. Uh, It has six movies in it, Torch Song Trilogy, Milk, which is about Harvey Milk, Mm -hmm. Birdcage, which is a comedy, Mm -hmm. Saving Face, My Beautiful Laundrette, and Boys Don't Cry. So there's Mm. a little bit of something for everything that touches. That's a wide genre of... Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's good to be open-minded and, uh, you know, like with everything, in, in the, it's a big world out there. So even if you're, you know, don't call yourself an ally, but you're just curious mm-hmm. about, you know, Pride Month, you know, take some of the literature out and, and just be there for every, you know, your neighbors and the people mm-hmm. sitting next to you and everything. It's important. Cool. Yeah. Thank you, Sarah. Sure. Uh, Nicole, what do you have? Yeah. Uh, well, to follow up on Sarah's point about the... Parents. So in our parents' collection, we do have a DVD called Handling Bullies When You're LGBTQ. And it came out in 2020, so it's pretty uh, recent. And uh, we also have a, a book of the 
similar title or same title as well. And then we also have a lot of books in the parents collection about raising empathetic children. So yeah. So even if your child isn't sure yet or what, like just the fact, just uh, how to raise an empathetic child. So if they meet someone, mm. you know, or in however it turns out, you know, but just embracing everyone, accepting people. And like, like uh, Sarah said on the being an ally, like start young, they'll have all of mm. those qualities, hopefully, you know, as they grow up and they can help out their classmates and their friends if needed. And it will become more natural. And I think I noticed in younger kids and we work with the teens and stuff, it's different than we, mm. when we were teens. Oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. think they're a lot, they're different now. So that's, that's good that, you know, steps have been made, I guess, um, which is nice to see more empathetic children, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. But so we have books on that on our parents' collection, which is good too, and then just some just some lists for books um, on our side. So YA, we have yapride.org, and they have really good um, lists of um, books for teens, which is good. They have other, and then they have like interviews, and they have different like guides for teens um, who are LGBTQ. Plus, uh, which is, I think that's a good list. And they have the list, like, they have YA Pride Black History Month book list by queer YA black authors. Um, mm-hmm. And then they have the LGBTQIAP plus YA books by Asian authors. And we know in May was Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Mm-hmm. So they have, you know, really specific books, which is nice too, book lists. Um, Epic Reads is another uh, place you can go for another um, list of books with LGBTQIAP plus protagonists. And this is 63 books. So I feel like, again, when we were younger, there probably was not nearly 63 mm, books. No. Um, you know, so it's there's a lot more out there, which is good. And they range kind of like the movies in the box. They range, you know, some are more humorous or some are more, you know, um, serious books so you can go through the list and see and we probably have the vast majority of them but like always if there's a book and we don't have it in our catalog let us know and we'll order it mm-hmm. right away definitely um and then for the younger kids uh readbrightly.com um has a really great list 25 great lgbtqia plus books for kids and teens and this is good because you can go check off like it's like zero to two three to five six to eight so you know you can get the right age and they have both like um, fiction and nonfiction books. And this is good to like read as a family together, especially with the younger ones. So you can take out books as a parent for, you know, bullying and how to raise empathetic kids. And then you can read these books with your children, which is really nice. Um, there's also a lib guide at a California State University, Long Beach, for children's literature and the LGBTQ books. So this is from a university library. So and they have really great um middle grade, young adult, picture books, all that. Um, and then the ALA, so the American Library Association, has the Rainbow Roundtable. Mm. And then they do the Stonewall Book Awards, which is LGBTQIA plus book awards. And they're called the Stonewall Book Awards. Mm. And so you can always go on that list. And this goes back to 1971. So you can go all the way back to 1971 to see. And there's within the Stonewall Book Awards list, there's like they go down even more. So there's like the Barbara Giddings Literature Award, the Israel Fishman Nonfiction Award. So you can go in like that. And then, like Sarah said, the nonfiction books are the same, same call number on our side, 306.76. Zero nine seven three. Um, it's like <laughs> the whole one. Once you get in that area, then you could uh, see more. So we have a lot of like nonfiction books as well that go into the history, like you know Sarah did and stuff. So that's what we have over on, on children's side. Mm. Excellent, 
a lot of great resources here at the yep. library for you. Yep. Definitely take advantage of them, not just in June. Right, all year. All year round. Yes. <laughs> so uh, thank you so much, ladies. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. That does it for this episode. If you want to listen to older episodes or read our show notes, including everything that uh, Sarah and Nicole spoke about today, please visit our website, mcplpodcast.com. Or if you have an idea for a show or you have any questions for us, please email us, podcast at mcplibrary.org. So for Sarah Fade and Nicole Rambo, I'm Sal DiVincenzo. We'll see you on the next show.